everybody, and welcome to another episode of Words, Images, and Worlds. This is episode 12. This will be episode 12. And joining me today, or actually this morning, where he is, is Ryan Estrada, the author of Band Book Club and Student Ambassadors, and also an upcoming title that we'll talk a little bit about. Um, so thanks, thanks so much for the flexibility and joining me. Uh, and you have a lovely studio space, by the way, Ryan. May, may I call you Ryan? Yeah, of course. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I see some art on the wall behind you there. Um, wonderful looking things. And uh, it's inspiring to see you, you look like you're on a radio show at the moment. I feel very official. Yeah, I do. A, I do a lot of podcasts. So I got to have my whole setup ready. Nice. Nice. Um, so I know I'd sent you a couple of questions. We can stick with those. We can go in different directions. Uh, so feel free to tackle the the ideas and the topics that you want to. But I know the first question I shared was, uh, you know, why comics? What was it about comics that drew you to this particular medium as a as a voice? Well, if you want to answer that, you're going to need a time machine because uh, I was I was making comics as a baby, and my mom says that like she could tell I was like before I could talk. I'm like trying to struggle to find the words to say like i'm going to become a professional cartoonist because as soon as i started talking that's all i talked about and then when i was six years old i decided i've been doing this long enough it's time to go pro and i started like putting together pitch packets to send to syndicates and newspapers and uh i just was obsessed from before i have memories i bothered the same newspaper until they hired me when i was 16 and i've been going ever since so it i don't remember making a decision I was just born with the idea that that's what I am here to do. And so I'm doing it. Almost a born comics creator. That sounds like pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm just imagining a six year old putting together a pitch packet. That's, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I was drawing at the kitchen table at maybe seven, but that's, uh, that's pretty all-star. Yeah. Well, I, I had to, one of the reasons I love libraries so much is that I, that's where I got my help. I, uh, went to the library and like had to like get up on my tippy toes and peek over the counter and be like, I need your help figuring out how to put together a pitch packet for syndicates. And they went and got some books and did some research and helped me and figured out how many strips you're supposed to submit and uh, you know what, what the format is. And yeah, they helped me put it all together. And I was really lucky that I grew up in a, in a place where like no one told me that's a stupid idea. <laughs> like no one said, Ryan, you're six. You can't get a job at a, at a syndicate. Um, and even the newspaper I sent it to was so nice. They sent me this letter, that uh, really encouraging letter that just said, you know, they don't have a spot for me right now, but they're going to keep my work on file just in case. And of course, that's like a polite way to say, yeah, kid, good job. Keep, mm -hmm, you know, don't mm -hmm. bother us. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm in line. Like as soon as Jim yeah. Davis dies, like I, I, I had seen a picture of Jim Davis in the newspaper. And I'm like, he look, he looks pretty old. As soon as he's dead, I'm, I'm in the filing cabinet. They're just pull that out and put me right in after him. They're saving you a seat. They're saving you a seat. Yeah. That's well, so it took cool. a decade, but I got it. That, that exact same newspaper that hired me 10 years later. Nice. Um, that's so so good to have encouraging voices along the way because there are so many people out there who like I don't know they kind of for lack of a better way of saying it it's almost like they take their lot in life to be like poo poo on other people's stuff but to yeah. have people come up and be like yeah one day one day that's mm -hmm. that's really cool 
Um, so you have a, a current book. It's been out a little while. Uh, the Band Book Club. And it's it's very timely. What are you hoping that readers notice in it, take away with them? Uh, lots of good messages to take away. You know, pretty much with everything I make, I kind of have the same message. And it's always that I want to encourage kids or anyone who reads the book to learn as much as they can about the world in as many ways as they can. You know, Band Book Club is a true story. It's about my wife and it's it's about how she did not know that she was growing up in a dictatorship until she started reading these banned books because she was the government told her exactly what you're supposed to read, exactly what you're supposed to talk about. And it wasn't until she started reading these books that she realized, oh, there's a lot more to the world. And it's all about how people doing that are is how Korea became a free country. Uh, the book we have coming up, Occulted, is about very similar. It's about my friend Amy Rose and how she didn't know she was growing up in a cult. And uh, there was an abandoned library that she was able to sneak into and read books and be like, oh, wait, you mean Star Trek isn't a documentary and Gandhi wasn't a space alien? And if they were wrong about that, what else are they lying about? And it's all about how that knowledge helped her escape. Even like my silly uh, fiction comics, I, I do a series called Student Ambassador. The first one's called Student Ambassador, The Missing Dragon. We have one coming out in the winter called Student Ambassador, Student Ambassador Silver City. And that's all about it's like a fun comedy mystery story, but all of the things that uh, allow him to solve mysteries and, and crack cases are just things he's learned about the world out of his curiosity. Like as he's going, like it seems like he's being distracted reading comic books or um, like, you know, going online, but like all of a sudden he realizes that um, he needs to read something in Korean to figure out where he needs to go. And he has a Korean comic book that he can use and, uh, by reading it, kids can learn how to read Korean. Like he, they'll get trapped on an island and not know how to, uh, not know where they are. And then he realizes he saw a video on YouTube of like, um, you know, monkeys washing their food. And he's like, if we throw food, these monkeys will go to water and that's how we can get to water. So I, that's what I love is just trying to instill curiosity and say like this curiosity can lead you to things that could change your life because I, that's what I've been doing. I, you know, after I graduated college, I've started traveling the world, moved to a new country every year. And I've had a lot of experiences all over the world. Some of them good, some of them very, very bad, got into a lot of trouble, but um, I, everything I've learned has turned me into who I am. So I hope I, I give kids that same curiosity and encourage them to read and especially especially with the case of Band Book Club and Occulted, read the things they're told they're not to read, which is really ironic because just a couple of days ago, I found out that Band Book Club is now banned in a school district in Florida. So I especially want to encourage kids now to be curious and and learn as much as they can when there are people working very hard to make sure they can't. That's that's pretty powerful and again timely. I when I know that authors have books that have been banned in places, I don't always go there, but I appreciate you sharing about that because it's an important message that uh, that's being sent. And you know, I was talking with a creator the other day, and we were talking about the power of ideas and like the fear that sometimes people have when they don't even understand an idea. Mm -hmm. um, so to tell that story and to embrace literacy like you do in your work, that's uh, so powerful. That's it's just what I'm uh, driven to do. I'm such a nerd about like 
especially when I started traveling the world, like I wasn't as curious as a kid. Like I was, as a kid, I was just so focused on like, I'm a professional cartoonist. What do I need to do to do this? But then like, if you look at the comics I made at that time, like my, the comic I published in the newspaper was about an orange cat who's too lazy to chase mice. And that's because my only life experience was sitting down and reading Garfield in the comic section. But once, um, once I graduated from animation school and found out that I had just studied, uh, four years for an industry that everyone just got laid off in because it was the wrong year to graduate from animation school. And I started traveling the world and I just started failing my way through life and, you know, being bad at traveling and sleeping on park benches and typhoons and getting lost and being thrown out of trains uh, by the police and all those weird things that I did almost got eaten by lions and the Masai Mara and all of those experiences and not just those, but just meeting people and, uh, interacting with people made me realize there's so much more to the world. And so I'm like, my brain is full of all the stuff. I'm like, I got to tell people about all this cool stuff I know. I, w- I was going to ask about creative reserves, but it sounds like you pull a lot from life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I imagine your travels do inspire a lot and, and keep you learning new things to share. Yeah, my my brain works in a way that like, I don't have to worry about like, I I never have writer's block or like we're going to write about next i'm always like i have so many things i want to make and my brain can't focus on like for a long time i didn't have an agent because i had a bunch of meetings with agents and i'd be like um they're like what are you working on next i'm like oh well i have this thing for kids this thing for adults this is kind of a young adult thing and they're like you're not allowed to do that and i'm like what do you mean they're like you, you can't make things for different people like you if you make books for 8 to 12 year old boys that's what you do for the rest of your life and you're never allowed to deviate from that and i'm like my brain physically cannot do that but now i have an amazing agent uh Janine Kamu who uh i i i nervously told her that i like working on different things she's like oh that's great make whatever you want I'll, it's my job to sell it's your job to make it and so i'm very happy that i'm finally allowed to do that because i i I love making many, many different things. And I, I love that too, because readers can grow up with you in a way like, or, or grow back with you, you know, because mm-hmm. as a person in their forties, I enjoy things that are technically mm-hmm. made for younger audiences too, and older audiences and kind of the gamut. So it, it, it's kind of cool to think about, you know, a reader that discovers your work might years later, discover something else and then discover something else or an older reader um, you know, somebody that enjoys band book club can then go find student ambassador and share it. Um, so and a kind of a nice intertextuality there, text weaving kind of thing that can happen. Yeah, my secret is that every book I write, the target audience is just me. And then publishers decide who it's for, like where, what shelf they put it on. Like, like um, student ambassador is a children's book, but like it, the script I originally wrote for adults and then like, it and then when i decided to make it a kids book like i literally didn't change any of the script it just because it's it so happens that the main character is a kid it's a kids book but i i write it in a way that i think is funny and as long as like you know there's nothing that you're not allowed to put in there it's a kids book and i hope that anyone can read it and it's same with um you know band book club is young adult but weirdly with band book club i've gotten so many emails from kids who have read it and from adults who've read it i've never actually gotten emails from teens who read I'm, i know there are it's just that mm-hmm. like teens don't really uh you know it's not as cool to like you know write to the people who who uh wrote it but like so i i, I always talk to the audiences that it's not intended for 
that love it. So like I again, everything is for me. You can figure out if it's for you or not. And I will say as somebody I'm a high school English teacher. Um, that's my current gig in literacy. I've done a lot of different things at a lot of different levels, but uh, working with high school students every day, I know they have a lot going on. So it's mm -hmm. it's probably that you're speaking to them um, and they're just they're doing their thing. I don't know. Yeah. They're they're young professionals. It's like I, I have kids that are in class all day and then they're in seven clubs and they work jobs. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, so I, I'm sure that your mm -hmm. stories are getting uh spread around those age levels too. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking of the the age groups, any message for creators out there that maybe are even at the place where like they're starting to see people that kind of look like they do, maybe sound like they do and think the way that they do being kind of pushed to the margins in uh, books around the world. Any message for the young creatives out there that are thinking, I, I want to share my story too. Yeah, the number one advice I give people is stop saying you're an aspiring artist. Stop saying you're an aspiring writer. You are, if, if you are even considering saying that, you're a writer, you're an artist. If you consider yourself a writer, an artist, if you've ever written or drawn anything, if you've doodled at the top of your homework, you're an artist. If you've like written fan fiction for, you know, uh, Wednesday and posted it on your whatever social media you're using these days, you're a writer. And so just make art and with all these people saying like, you know, these books are banned, these books are unpopular, make the art that you want to make. Don't try and make what everyone else is making. Uh, don't try and making what's popular because then if it's popular, that means you're going to have competition from everywhere in the world from people who that's their passion is making that one thing. If you make the art, the only you can make, even if, if everyone says, they don't make books like that. That's great because when you make that book, it's going to be the only one. And uh, someone somewhere needs that story. It's going to be someone's absolute favorite story and they will find it and they will tell everyone. If there's something they're into, they're probably, you know, they're probably in a million groups of people all over the world that like that. They're going to spread the word and you'll be their favorite author because you're making something that no one else would make for them. And whether it's a personal story, a story about a character that's like you or a character that's interested in a hobby that you, you like, um, or just a story that you try and tell people and they're like, that's too weird. Make that story, especially when you're just starting out, like before anyone's, before you're working for a publisher, before you're working for anyone, you can literally make anything you want. So take that opportunity to make the most you even if that means it's the weirdest thing you could possibly make, just make it, get it out there, and then keep going from there. I'm just going to repeat that like it's a mantra. Someone somewhere needs that story. I think you've got like a, a T-shirt idea, a mug idea there, like the read more, mm -hmm. ban less thing. I think that's Jarrett Lerner's uh, deal. I bought a T-shirt that says that. So uh, definitely great message. Someone somewhere needs that story. Get it out there and they'll find it. The last question I'm going to throw your way at, uh, it's almost seven in the morning where you are, I think, um, is you mentioned occulted. So I want to make sure that we get the chance to hear a little bit more about that. It sounds fascinating. It sounds really cool and interesting. 
and um, any other titles, any spaces on the web, or th- this is kind of the promo part of the show where you yep. get to share anything that's ongoing that listeners can go and check out. Yeah, well, anything you want to know about my work, go to ryanestrada.com. And not only has information about my books and bookstores, my upcoming books, but literally just, uh, I told you I haven't been comics since I was a baby. There's a lot of them. Uh, just go to my website. They're there for free. You can read graphic novels. You can read, not the ones I made as a baby, but uh, you can read a lot of free graphic novels and short comics and, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but my book that's coming out on May 2nd, as you mentioned, is called Occulted. And that's just a story that blew my mind. After Band Book Club had come out, I found out that a friend of mine had grown up in a cult just down the road from Heaven's Gate, taught that um, uh, you're not allowed to study science. You got to study science fiction instead. Not that they called it science fiction. She was not allowed to go to school because they said this world is ending. Uh, We're here to learn about the next one. And it wasn't until she found an abandoned library uh, and snuck in and started reading all the books that she figured out everything she needed to escape. So it's an amazing, fascinating story that I was really happy to work with her to tell that. That comes out May 2nd. As I mentioned, my next student ambassador book comes out this uh, winter, and it's about, I, I was really happy that I was able to take him to Zacatecas, Mexico, my grandfather's hometown, where I uh, lived for a year, and um, you know, able to turn my little comedy adventure series into something so personal based on where my family's from. And then beyond that, I'm working on a couple other books uh, with my wife, Hyunsook about her more experiences in South Korea in the eighties. Those are coming out uh, uh, from penguin book, penguin workshop uh, next year and the year after. And I got so many other books I'm working on, but I'll, I'll just make, I'm, I love making books so much. So I'm just, for the next uh, many, many years, I'll have like several coming out a year. So I hope people check them out. That's awesome. It sounds like you have the pipeline. And I hope that like, I hope Netflix or somebody is listening on Occulted. I hope because that's, I mean, as you were describing it, I was just like, this could totally be a series. So um, hopefully they're out there and linking in marketing that way too. Um yeah, well, the, the cult is the one that, like, uh, I floated it to Amy, who was about, like, hey, our agents uh, mentioned that people might be interested in the show. And she's like, yeah, no, that is never happening. It's oh, weird okay. enough to have it's weird <laughs> enough to have my drama in a graphic novel. Uh, I don't want it to be a, a movie or TV series that I have no control over. So oh, gotcha. hopefully my other books, uh, you know, uh, would be amazing. A cult is the one that might be a little weird to turn into a show. Yeah, yeah. Although uh, definitely, I think Band Book Club has uh, a story to share, a story that uh, needs to be told out there, and themes that need to be revisited. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let, let's move that one to the Netflix show since uh, yep. the creative boundaries around the other one are in place. But um, thank you so much for being flexible with me and and meeting with me again. I know it's early where you are. And uh, look forward to sharing more about your work in time to come. We'll link the website in the description on the episode. Any final words before we close this one out? Uh, Thank you for having me. And I encourage everyone to read lots of comics, read lots of books, and then also put the books down, go out in the world and have a very weird experience that uh, will turn into a book that you write one day. Sounds great. All right. We will close on that. Thanks so much. Thank you. Oh